Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Yeah, welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rasta Jeff. This is episode 800 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Of course, I've got a fun show lined up for you. In this episode, I'm going to give away free seeds. That's right, I've teamed up with my friends at seedsherenow.com to give away free iRe genetic seeds. We'll talk more about the free seed giveaway later in this episode. I do want to remind you that Team iRe Genetics will be at the Dude Grows Cup June 3rd, just outside of Fort Collins, Colorado. Come say hi to Team iRe Genetics. I'll be there. I'll have Mike with me. Come say hi. Come give me a fist bump. Shake my hand. Take a selfie. Grab some seeds if you need them. I cannot wait to meet you at the Dude Grows Cup. Make sure you check out dgccup.com for all the links, deets, details, and ticket information. Also, I want to send a big shout out to everybody who supported the iRe Direct 420 sale. That sale was amazing. It was overwhelming. You guys did a great job on that sale. I appreciate it. Many of you may have noticed that for a moment, everything on iRe Direct was marked sold out. That was because I got so many sales on the 420 sale that I could not keep up. We had to mark everything sold out so that we could catch up and actually get the orders caught up and get to zero. We were doing an inventory. We were regrouping. We were rebuilding part of the website. I'm going to make sure that all the sold out stuff is removed and the in-stock items are updated. Then I will send you a newsletter and we will do a fresh drop and a fresh restock here for the month of May. I've got a lot of great things ready to put out, a lot of great things planned for you. So if you did notice that everything was out of sale on iRedirect, have no fear. By the time this episode comes out, there will be plenty of new stock on the website. If you want to stay updated for those new updates, new drops, new restocks, make sure you join the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Everyone on Patreon does get the first heads up on drops. And then of course there is the newsletter on the website at iregenetics.com. You guys, let's get excited because this is episode number 800. I cannot believe that I've done 800 episodes of this podcast. Uh, big shout out to everybody who's ever been on the show. I've got a, I've had a lot of great guests in the past. Of course, Mike has been the uh, most dominant, most prominent guest on the show. Big shout out to my buddy, White Mike, for joining the podcast and being on the show. Uh, big shout out to Maddie and Spence and Sean and Jesse and uh, everybody who's been on the show. There's so many people that if I try to work through the list, I will miss some people. We had Addison Demora on the show. Uh, we've had John Hunt and the Turpy Boys on the show. Uh, we've had a bunch of great people here on the podcast. Big shout out to everybody who's been on the show. Big shout out to everybody who has sponsored the show. A lot of people and companies out there have sent uh, financial contributions to the podcast and many companies and brands have sent products for me to use, abuse, review, and enjoy here on the show or just in my normal dabbing life. Uh, lots of dab equipment, uh, dab nails from Highly Educated. Big shout out to Highly Educated, one of my first sponsors. Also shout out to Oil Slick, uh, Handmade Apparel, some of the folks that have been sponsors since the beginning. Uh, big shout out to all the people that have been on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks to everybody that has sponsored the show. But most importantly, you guys, thanks to everybody who listens to the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I appreciate it. If you're a new listener, if you're a longtime listener, uh, thank you. I appreciate all of the clicks, all of the listens. I appreciate the interaction. Uh, thank you. Without you guys, this would be uh, this would be a mental problem. It would just be me talking to a camera for no reason. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. I appreciate it. With that being said, Let's keep rocking, bro. There's no reason to stop the show. You guys keep sending amazing questions. Cannabis keeps evolving. There are more states and more people uh, growing every single day. So I'm going to stay here and keep rocking this cannabis podcast to make you guys the best growers that we can all possibly be together. So thank you guys for 800 episodes of support. 
That's fucking tremendous. I appreciate it. Now, let's move off of the uh, ramblings and business part of the podcast. Let's jump into some grow topics. I was talking to a friend earlier today, and we're talking about just rebuilding grow rooms and redesigning spaces and ideas and goals. And then every time we talk about adding more shit to a grow, my brain says, keep it simple, stoner. The more shit in that room, the more operating pieces you've got, the more shit can go wrong. I work in commercial facilities. I train people to work in commercial facilities. When we have a new hire, the first thing I tell them, so I have them meet me at the door to the facility on day one. I unlock the door. We walk in together. We clock in together. I teach this person how to run the grow. They walk in right with me. Before we walk into the grow on the very first day, I tell them the first thing we are going to look for today is to find out what broke last night. And I know that sounds uh, very not very optimistic, but when you run a commercial facility with somewhere between two and 500 lights, or maybe even more in some cases, there are a lot of lights, a lot of fans, a lot of pumps, a lot of random equipment, humidifiers, dehumidifiers, uh, cameras, sensors, detectors, emitters. There's a ton of shit that can go wrong. And guess what? Something is going to go wrong. No matter how much maintenance you do, no matter how much care and upkeep you give, these are constantly moving pieces in a commercial facility. Something will go wrong. The first thing you need to do when you go in, I teach is go look for the shit that broke. So my theory is the less moving parts you have in a personal grow, the less shit you've got to break. So kind of keep it simple stoner. Another thing that reminds me of and brings me to is when I started growing, we did not have all these monitors and devices and technology and toys. I had to learn the plants. The plants are what was telling me I'm overwatered. I'm underwatered. It's too hot in here. It's too cold in here. You've given me too much nitrogen. You haven't given me enough nitrogen. The plants are what I have learned as my monitors, my meters. I don't use a bunch of technical stuff in my grow space. I have a pH pen. I have an EC meter. I've got monitors to tell me what the temperature and humidity are in there, but I don't really use a lot of super overly complicated technical shit. If I need to know if it's too hot or too cold in my grow, I look at the thermometer. If I need to know if the humidity is too high or too low, I look at the hygrometer. Those are two really easy pieces of equipment to read that tell me what my room is sitting at. The temperature and humidity, those are two of the most important things. If those are cool, then I look at the plants. If the plants look like this and they're green, nothing to fuck with. If they're yellow, if they're going sideways, if the leaves are twisting, there's something to deal with. And guess what? Those leaves are telling me exactly what the problem is. I look at the leaf, I go, oh, it's kind of yellow in the middle. It needs some nitrogen. Or I look at the leaf and I go, oh, it's getting crispy at the tips. I'm feeding it a little bit too much. I can identify all of those problems. So what I'm kind of getting at is you guys don't rely on so much of that equipment. Keep it simple, stoner. Learn the plants. Learn how to identify what the plants are telling you. Learn how to identify it early and how to react to it. If you see this, how do you respond to it to correct that? Because another thing, once you identify the problem, how are you going to correct it? Many new growers see a very small problem and they turn it into a big problem by trying to overcorrect that problem. They say, oh, I need a little bit of CalMag, but I read that when you give CalMag, you need to give phosphorus or potassium or also maybe I should add some of this and they just get these bright ideas. What if I put this in there also? Guess what? You had a CalMag deficiency. Just add a little bit of CalMag. It was probably calcium and not magnesium, but they're sold in the same bottle. So you see what I'm saying? You see that little bit of a problem and you want to fix 12 different problems or throw 12 different things at it. And then you throw everything out of whack. Just carefully fix that one problem. What I'm rambling about is you guys learn the plants. Keep it simple, stoner. Don't rely too much on monitors, equipment, gear, toys, tools, and technology. When we've been doing this for hundreds of years, growing plants without all that shit, we've just been looking at them and going, hey, Bill, this plant's yellow. What should we do? Give it more nitrogen. Perfect. It's been, it's been that simple for that long. So let's learn these plants. 
There are plenty of charts on the internet that will tell you if your leaves look like this, here is the problem. If your leaf looks like this, here is the problem. Those charts are quite accurate if you learn how to read them and become very discerning because, of course, a couple of them look similar and can be confusing, but really pay attention to the details and pay attention to what you fed also, and you'll know. Did I give it too much nitrogen? Did I not give it enough phosphorus? You'll be able to tell based on what the leaves are doing and what you have fed that plant. So that's how I wrap up that section where I call it Keep It Simple Stoner. Let's not focus so much on the toys and the technology, but let's learn how to pay attention to the plants because after all, the plants are the boss in our grow rooms. All right, now let's segue into everybody's favorite part of this podcast. Let's get into the email portion of today's podcast. I've got a stack of questions here in front of me. This first question did come from the grow help submission tab on iriegenetics.com. If you have a grow help question, go to my website, iriegenetics.com. There's a row of tabs at the top. One of them says grow help or grow questions. Click on that tab. We'll give you the opportunity to fill out a little questionnaire. Then you get to tell us what's wrong with your plants. If I select your question and read it here on the podcast, guess what? You win a free pack of seeds. So this message came from my friend Chivo Del Norte. Big shout out to Chivo. You have won a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. Please send me an email with your shipping address and also include a real name that I can put on the box for those seeds because I have to hand deliver these packages to the post office. And when they see weird random names, they look at me kind of funny and I don't want any problems. So let's put a real name on the package, please, you guys. This grow question goes just like this. It says, yo, Rasta Jeff, what's up, bro? Good to meet you. I think I've met you before online. Thanks for the great message. It goes like this. First of all, I want to say that I really appreciate you and what you do for the community and that you bless us all with your knowledge and passion. Much respect. Bro, it's comments like that that recharge me, that keep me going, that make it all worth it. Knowing that uh, I'm helping at least you because I'm answering your question, but knowing that I'm helping people, uh, making gardens better, making cannabis better as a whole, uh, that means a lot to me. And the reminders like this, those recharge me and those keep, keep me going. So thank you, bro. I do appreciate that. Uh, much respect back at you as well. Big fist bump. Now it says, my question is in the area of white hairs. Those are called pistols, my friend. Those are the reproductive organ of the plant. It says, is there a way to tell from the hairs that the plant has been pollinated? I know some cultivars do produce red hairs, so I was wondering how I can tell the difference. Thanks again for your time and passion and aloha. Big aloha, my brother. Thank you for the great question. Let's talk about these pistols. About 14 to 21 to 28 to 32-ish days into flower, your plant is going to be showing pistols. Those are the dandelion looking, or the cluster of those pistols looks like a dandelion forming on your ganja plant. That is the start of flower. Those little pistols are the reproductive part of the cannabis plant. Cannabis's number one goal, we think it's to get us high. That's, that's the bonus. That's the side effect. But the number one goal of the cannabis plant is to reproduce. It wants to make more plants to continue its life next year and then continue next year. So cannabis's number one goal is to reproduce. And those white hairs are the reproductive organ on the plant. Those hairs stick out. Uh, the male plants grow a little bit taller than the females, hopefully. They drop pollen. That pollen lands on that uh, that hair, that pistil, slides down that pistil into the ovule where a seed is formed. There's a bract involved in there, but we're just going to stick with the ovule into the bract. A seed is formed. That's where the seeds will happen. Now, the question is, how can I tell if the plant has been pollinated by looking at the pistils? That's a really good question. Once the plant is pollinated, uh, so we'll say the pistils are sticking up like my fingers, like I'm giving you a high five. Shortly after pollination, they'll turn kind of a brown color and start to crumple inside on themselves and just dry up and wither away. That's how to identify that they have been pollinated. Now, it is true that a lot of plants do produce red hairs, 
but that is later in flower. Once those hairs have turned red, that plant has basically passed its prime point for pollination and it can no longer receive pollen. Its lady parts are dried up basically and it can no longer reproduce. Now, most of the time I can tell the difference between a dried up pistil that has been pollinated and a plant that has gone beyond its time just by kind of looking at the plant. First of all, there will be a seed. If it's been pollinated, it will start forming a seed. I won't take very long from pollination for the seeds to start forming. You'll see seeds in seven to 10 days. They won't be chunky, fat, healthy seeds, but you'll be able to identify that that plant has been pollinated by the formation of seeds. Now, when they get pollinated, they kind of curl in and shrivel a little bit differently. If they go unpollinated and they're left just to die on their own and wither away, they kind of just die and stay not withered and curled in, but a little bit straighter. They do have curls and textures to them, but they don't curl as badly. I keep saying the word curl. Maybe that's exactly what to look for when it like claws up a little bit. When the pistols, they just fold in on each other. That's when they have been pollinated. If they're still kind of long and wispy like eyelashes, then they're probably not pollinated. But the number one indicator, obviously, is going to be the presence of a seed in that plant. Now, a lot of people are going to freak out. A lot of times people send me messages. They say, hey, bro, what do I do? My plants are filled with seeds. And then I say, let's investigate more. Send me a picture. Send me a video. Let's do some tricks. We go squeezing around on the plant. We go looking around and we realize those are not seeds. Those are swollen bracts, which is what we want. We want the plant to get swollen calyxes, big fat bracts. Those are the parts that we're going to smoke. That's going to be the flower. That is the flower cluster forming. Every one of those little clusters makes a big flower. So we want that to happen. A lot of people freak out. They see at the nodes, right where the leaf, the big petiole comes out. Sometimes there's a little bract right at the bottom of there. People really freak out and say, I've got seeds. Guess what? That's just a bract. You probably don't have seeds. So look at the plants and you can tell. Uh, if they're big and white and fluffy, those are ready for pollen and have not been pollinated. If they get brown and curl in a little bit like a cat claw, I guess, or like the, like the, yeah, it's a cat claw I'm making right there, bro. That's what that is. They curl in like a girl on Instagram trying to show you her fingernails. If they curl in like that, that makes sense, right? Uh, then it's probably been pollinated. If they just die and lay across the bud like that and they don't curl in like the cat claw, then they're probably just expired pistols is what I would call them at that point. I just made that phrase up, expired pistols. I don't know if that's even real. You heard it first here on the Grow From Your Heart podcast, episode 800. We're making up new fucking words. Have fun with me. Um, So I think I basically covered that. I know some cultivars cultivars produce red hairs. Uh, that's going to be later in flower. So um, you'll know. You'll, you'll probably, you should probably be able to tell the difference. If you don't see any seeds or anything, then it has not been pollinated. So just go ahead and give it a squeeze. Don't go destroying your buds, but give it a squeeze. If there's a seed in there, it'll pop like a pea or it'll have some juices inside of it. And if there's not a seed... There won't be anything inside of those bracts or calyxes. All right, my buddy Chivo, thank you for the great message. I do owe you a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. Once again, please do send me your shipping info. I'll get those out to you right away. If I do owe you seeds as a prize because I've read your message here on the show and I have not sent it, please be patient with me. I was overwhelmed with the 420 sale. I've just caught up with all of that. I've got a lot of stuff going on, but I will get your prizes out. Have no fear. Uh, everybody does get their prizes. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. All right, we're going to move into the next question here on today's podcast. This one came from our friend Kronker, is how I think I would say that. K-R-O-N-K-O-R. That's Kronker. Um, that's what I'm calling you from now on, bro. I hope that's how I say it. So this message says, Yo, Rasta Jeff, I love your show and I've been watching since at least 2018. That's a lot of episodes, bro. Thank you for watching. Also kind of embarrassing because I wasn't a super good podcaster back then, but thank you for growing with me. I hope you noticed the growth and improvements in the podcast. I hope you're watching the video as well. 
Uh, then it goes on. It says, thank you for all of the wonderful information you put into your podcast. I have learned a lot. Like I said before, bro, that is the kind of feedback and encouragement that I need to keep me inspired to do the shows. So thank you. Uh, it says, now on to my reason for writing. I have a few potential questions for you to maybe answer on your podcast. Have no fear, my dude. I'm going to answer your questions right here on the show. This is a quick one. It says, I've been wondering if you know if there are any benefits to watering cannabis plants with coffee left over from our morning. Maybe not every morning, but sometimes. Uh, my quick answer to that is the uh, the pH is way too acidic. You, I wouldn't do it because uh, we try to stay in a specific, a specific pH range, and I'm certain that coffee is going to be very acidic. First of all, when I drink coffee, it tastes very acidic to me. I'm not even a huge coffee fan anymore. Uh, but it's too acidic. That's going to be my, that's the short answer. Now it says, uh, keeping with the coffee questions, what about top dressing with coffee grounds? Again, uh, no. Now my short answer was no. Then it says for these, for any of these questions, does it matter if we use uh, coffee beans, if the coffee beans are caffeinated or not? Thank you from your friend Kronker. Uh, the final note that I wrote on this paper was just drink the coffee. It sounds like you really enjoy coffee. It sounds like you really enjoy cannabis. Let's just roll up a fat joint of cannabis and have a nice fat cup of coffee and enjoy them that way. Um, I don't see the benefits. I think you'll probably cause more harm than you will benefit if you try to induce the coffee into the cannabis. Um, it's a really good idea. I understand you want to be uh, useful. You've got these coffee grounds. You've got some waste. You want to use it. If you really want to do it, I recommend putting it into the compost bin, compost it. But otherwise, you're just going to totally disrupt the pH of your rhizosphere for your cannabis plants. My dude, Cronker, thank you for the great message. Once again, send me your address so that I can send you a pack of Irie Genetics Seeds. Of course, that seed giveaway is sponsored by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure you check out SeedsHereNow.com for regular, feminized, photo period, autoflower, any seeds you could imagine. They are available at SeedsHereNow.com. Go check them out. Let them know Rasta Jeff sent you. All right, we've got another question right here in front of me. This one came from our friend Fridge Raider. Bro, you're telling me, bro, smoke a few dabs and go raid the fridge. That is a great name. This is a general grow question. It says, Rasta Jeff, I'm very excited and happy to have your gear. I'm glad you're able to get your hands on my gear, brother. It says, I've been listening to the podcast for at least a year now. I, pick up a, I picked up a few packs from you recently. I got Nuketown, very great strain. Uh, Nuketown is Chernobyl to a golden goat. It says, I got Chemical Cocktail, which is Lemon Chem to Afterglow. And we've got the maze, which is uh, which is blue raspberry truffle to the reversed afterglow once again. So a great lineup of strains there, Nuketown, Chemical Cocktail, and the maze. It says, I'm very excited, but I would be too. That's a good run. And also, very good strain selections. The Chemical Cocktail and the maze will run beautifully together, and they're going to have very different, uh, very different effects and flavors and aroma. So that's great. The Nuketown will go well in there, but it's going to be a little bit shorter than the other plants. Uh, so if you're going to run those together, I do the chemical cocktail in the maze and then consider the Nuketown on a different run. Do your thing. If you're going to run them all together, it will work. But the, uh, the Nuketown is going to grow a little bit differently, more bushy, less tall than the other plants in the room. I'm sure you can manage it. It goes on though. It says, I'm very excited. I would like to preserve genetics by cloning. The issue is I've never cloned anything before and I've been through a few runs. All right, now it's time to learn how to clone, bro. That's a great step. Unfortunately, uh, I put out a wonderful cloning podcast. It was great. In my opinion, it was a wonderful show. YouTube didn't seem to think so because after it got about 2,000 views in just a few days, YouTube took the video down. So my how to cut clones and 
uh, cultivate clones episode with a step-by-step video. I was clipping them, dipping them and sticking them and getting them going. YouTube took it down. So I can't refer you to my clone cutting video. I hope, and I'm sure there are several other clone cutting videos out there on YouTube. I recommend watching a good video, getting a good education on cloning, but I'm sad they took mine down. I digress. Let's keep moving here. It says, how would you recommend one to clone without using a store-bought tray and dome? What do you think about putting clones into tap water to root? No, that's a, these plants are too uh, high performance, too valuable, too precious, and we expect too much out of them to just drop them into water and expect them to root. They may, some of your healthier plants may root. Most of them are just going to shrivel up and get rotten and die without some sort of movement, without some air in there. They want more than that, and they deserve more than that. They also say, also, what about putting cuttings into reused soil to root using cups? Uh, so I understand what you're saying. You want to use a, a beer cup, like a solo cup with holes in the bottom for drainage, then use a clear cup up top to work as a humidity dome. So far, out of all of your ideas, that is the best one that I think I would go with. Um, you say that the store-bought domes and trays and everything are expensive. Those are super affordable, and that is the way to clone. If you want to get expensive, look into buying a turbo cloner or an easy cloner with a manifold and a sprayer and a big body and replaceable collars. That's when cloning gets fucking expensive. I honestly think you could buy the cloning dome and tray and some rapid rooters, and you're going to need, however you do this, you're going to need some clone gel of some sort. I recommend the or the purple Clonex shit. I think for the price of the cups you're going to buy, depending on how many clones you want to make, you could probably buy most of your clone dome set up for the same price. If you go to a hydroponic shop or if you even shop on Amazon, if you have to, you can get a dome and a tray for about 15 bucks. Probably get some rapid rooters. Those are going to run you about 30 bucks for a bag of rapid rooters. It's really not that much funding compared to, buying cups and hoping that they work. I would encourage you to encourage you to set yourself up for success and do this the best way that you can. I understand 45 bucks may be a lot of money to somebody who isn't going to make any money off of these clones. You got to wait at least 120 days before there's any profit, any return on investment. But I would just buy the tray. I would buy the dome. I'd buy some rapid rooters or something similar. They don't have to be rapid rooters. There's root riots. There's fucking 20 different brands out there. Pick the one that's on sale. They're all mostly reliable. They're all close to the same thing. Just get the one that's on sale. So you got the tray, maybe the insert. You got a dome. You got some rapid rooters and some clone gel. And then you need scissors and then a way to label these plants and maybe some alcohol to clean up or something. You don't need a lot of things. Uh, just invest a few bucks. That's what I would totally recommend. I know it sounds like you own a business, you got some money, you're saying spend it. I definitely recommend, it's going to be a more enjoyable process. You're going to have more pride in it. You're going to enjoy it more, which means you'll make more time for it. You'll put more effort into it, which means you'll get a better product in the end. So spend the few bucks. And when you spend money, then you're going to work harder because you put money into it. This shit's got to work. So that's my recommendation. But the other option was, using recycled soil, putting it into a beer cup and using a clear cup or maybe even a bag to cover it to keep the humidity in. I can't find a good dome and tray on Amazon. They are expensive in weird sizes and fragile. They'll get them to you, bro. Amazon will not destroy your clone, clone dome. I've gotten plenty delivered in the mail myself, allegedly, and they're not that expensive. In the size, you can get a 50 uh, cutting tray. It's only what is 14 inches long, 15, maybe that's about 16 inches long by eight or nine inches wide. That's really not that big, bro. And then you just put the dome right on top of it. And if you've already got a grow space with a veg room, you can probably put these in the floor and the peripheral area where the light goes. They don't need a lot of light. Just spring for the good gear, bro. But if you insist on using soil, 
and cups and domes uh, by using a cup or a baggie. You can absolutely do that, but make sure you use that root gel. I still recommend cutting them and putting them in some sort of a root gel before you put them in the dirt. That will encourage root growth much more drastically than if you just put them in there without any sort of root hormone. Also, if you decide to do this, I would clean out that soil so it's not overloaded with nutrients that are going to burn your plants. You've been feeding that soil. Hopefully, maybe you flushed a little bit at the end, but maybe you didn't get all the nutrients out of that soil. There's still stuff in there. I would rinse it out. If you've got any enzymatic products, some SLF 100, some hygrozyme, something like that, I would run a little bit of enzymes, mix it in water, and run the enzymes through that soil to help you flush it out. That way it's fresh and clean. There's no pathogens, no problems. Because basically, think of it like this. When we cut clones, we are severing a limb off of that plant. Would you like me to just cut your arm off and stick your arm into just some random dirty dirt and hope there's no pathogens that take over and pre prevent you from growing your arm? Or would you rather me give you some sort of sterile environment with a chance? If it was my arm, bro, I would definitely recommend that sterile environment and get a chance. But I understand budget may be the key issue here in the garden. So you can use that recycled soil, but rinse it out. Uh, make sure you put holes in that bottom cup so the dirt can or the water can drain out of the dirt. Then if you put a clear cup or a baggie on top, make sure you to seal it up there. And then you're going to have to learn how to adjust the airflow to that after a few days. It's going to need some air. Um, if you've got a cup, you could poke holes in the cup. The baggie, I'm not sure what you're going to do. But your ideal will work, but you wouldn't be, you will be much more successful if you just spring for the dome, the divider thing, the little insert that holds the plugs, the plugs, and the tray part. I said that backwards. The tray, the insert, the plugs on the dome, and maybe like a spray bottle. So you could spray them to keep them moist. That always helps you out a little bit. Um, some Clonex gel for sure. You're going to need some kind of cloning gel and clean scissors. Make sure you clean the scissors. That's definitely important. But I think you can make this happen. But my advice is just spring for the proper equipment. Set yourself up for success. Enjoy the grow a little bit better. Invest in it. You're going to spend that 45 bucks on silly shit anyway. Go ahead and put it into the garden. It will reward you. All right, my buddy Fridgerator, I do want to thank you for the great message. Thank you for getting me to ramble for a few minutes. Once again, you have won a free pack of seeds, so please do send me your address. I cannot wait to get you a free pack of seeds. And once again, that free seed giveaway is sponsored by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. All right, I've got one more message here in front of me. This message also came from the Irie Genetics Grow Help tab on IrieGenetics.com. This one came from our friend Sean from Massachusetts. What up, Sean? Good to meet you, bro. Thank you for the great question. You, of course, do win a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. Please send me your shipping address. Cannot wait to get you a free pack of beans and get those in your garden. Our friend Sean has a general grow question that goes just like this. It says, hi, Rasta Jeff. Hi, Sean. It says, I have a quick breeding question for you. Everybody knows those are my favorite. It says, I have a plant I want to breed with and it was from a feminized seed. Is it okay to use STS to make her the pollen donor? Yes, absolutely, yes. Also, would it be okay to then pollinate another feminized plant with that pollen donor? Yes, yes. Thank you in advance. I appreciate all of the info you could bless me with. Bro, yes. Uh, I have done this, I do this. Uh, what strain do I use that is feminized? Let's pick something, oh. Uh, lemon sorbet. Somebody else has used the name lemon sorbet since then, but a long time ago, a very, very long time ago, before the rain and before the snow, I took my Grateful Dog, which is a feminized seed project. That plant is a feminized plant. And I reversed Grateful Dog and I put that pollen on Lemon Jeffrey. Lemon Jeffrey is a feminized project. 
from that reversed pollen from a reversed from a female plant put that pollen on another plant that came from a fem seed guess what it made it made fucking hot fire that's one of my favorite crosses that i have never put out when i first made that cross i put out a bunch of tester seeds and right after i did it my social media account got squashed and i lost contact with a lot of people i was very discouraged i lost excitement for that cross and guess what I put all the seeds in the vault and I've never let them go to anybody other than those testers. I've got a few of them left myself. At the time, I wanted to call them Lemon Sorbet. I'm pretty sure somebody has taken that name by now, but it was uh, Grateful Dog reversed onto the Lemon Jeffrey. And both of those are feminized and it made amazing fucking plants. So yes, you can do this. Sometimes if we go too far with generations of selfing a plant, things can go weird if we do like S2 or S3. Sometimes we start going the wrong direction and losing vigor and losing uh, the quality traits and we start seeing slow, weak plants. But most of the time taking a feminized plant and a feminized plant that are not related to each other, that have not been inbred, that have not been worked together, and you breed those together, that's a new F1, that's a new uh, an S1 or an R1, whichever one you want to call it, but that new F1 is going to have hybrid, vi hybrid vigor, and I definitely recommend that sort of a project. So have no fear, grow your fem seeds, reverse your fem seeds, breed with your fem seeds, have fun with them. The most important part is to pay attention to what happens to the progeny. You've got to grow those out. Sometimes you're going to make some wonky shit, but sometimes you're going to make some amazing shit. Most of the time, it'll come out just like you anticipate. If you can see the traits that come from plant A and the traits that come from plant B, and you know you've grown them enough times and you've identified what they do when you breed them, when you reverse one and pollinate the other, you can easily predict what they're going to do if you've developed a relationship with both plants. So I recommend breeding with regulars, fems, breed, 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 have a good time. Thank you for the great question, my dude. Once again, please do send me your address so I can send you a free pack of Irie Genetics Seeds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis activists out there, I do want to thank you once again for joining me for episode 800 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. It feels really good to say 800 episodes. That puts some, some pride inside of me, puts a smile on my face, puts a new spark in me for podcasting. Also, a new spark. I hope you guys have been enjoying the new format. I've been trying to cut out some of the nonsense. I cut out the advertising and the shout outs at the front of the show. I try to get in, give you guys the info you need and get out so that you guys can learn some stuff and not have to listen to me ramble for too long. If you do enjoy the rambles, check out my Instagram live show every Monday. That's right, every Monday around 7, 10 p.m. Mountain Time. I go on Instagram live. I'm Irie underscore genetics. You'll have to type in the whole name to find me. Set your notifications. Monday night, I'll go live. That's where I get rambly. I'll smoke a bunch of dabs and just talk a bunch of shit. We'll listen to reggae music. We'll talk about growing ganja. We'll talk about music. We'll talk about sneakers. Who knows what we might say on the Monday night show. But I really hope you enjoy the new format of the podcast. I've been trying to keep it flowing a little bit. Uh, I noticed that people check out about 36 minutes into a podcast, so I definitely keep it around 30 minutes for you guys. That way you guys don't get bored of my rambling. But I hope you've been enjoying the new format. I've been trying to keep it flowing, get in, give you some info, and get out without rambling your face off. So thank you for the words of encouragement, the great feedback that I've been getting. And also we've been getting more views, so I do feel like the new idea has been working. Ladies and gentlemen, I am rambling once again. Let's start wrapping up the podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, I would love to hear from you. The email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me your feedback, your constructive criticism. If you've got hate mail, send it my way. I could take that as well. Also, make sure you check out the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash growfromyourheart. 
Of course, the people at the 420 level and higher do get the first notifications when there are new drops on iRedirect. Direct. The 710 level does oftentimes get coupons for sales on iRedirect. And of course, they get heads up of new drops and Etsy codes for the iRedirect merch. Also, make sure you check out the merch store because shirts and hats and things are on sale for ridiculous blowout prices. I'm having a get this shit out of my office sale. So help me out. Get some of these boxes out of my office move the merch. All right, where else are we? The website, everything you could possibly imagine is on my website, iregenetics.com. There's a link to the seed store. There's a link to the merch store. There's an updated link to the discord. Uh, everything you could ask for is at iregenetics.com. Tune in, check it out is what I think all the cool kids say. That is all I've got for you for this episode. Really, thanks again for listening to 800 episodes of the podcast. That really does mean a lot to me. Like I said before, if you're a new listener, if you're an old school listener, if you're a dedicated listener, or if you just listen when you're bored, thank you guys. I appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure you click subscribe. Make sure you click like. I'll be back in a few days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Diddy Dankerson. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. We'll